Welcome to She Takes on Corporate, the podcast that empowers females to explore their untapped potential and drive their careers forward. You're joining your hosts, Nicole and Amandeep. Welcome to our last episode for season one. Today, we have a very exciting news to share with you. Nicole, take it away. So we've had a lot of you asking on our Instagram about different corporate industries. So we've decided to introduce our corporate industry series. We're kicking off the series by introducing you to the world of tech. Our very first guest is here with us today, actually. She's only 20 years old. She's a technology functional consultant at one of the big four firms, full-time UOA student studying computer science and IT management, social media content creator, and on top of all of that, owns her own company. She is Bisma Mahmood. Hello, welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me. How are you today? How are you I'm feeling? I'm doing really well, very well caffeinated and everything. <laughs> Perfect, we love that. Perfect. So to start us off, could you tell us how you found the transition from university into corporate life? Yeah, so I had a pretty interesting transition from corp- um, from university to corporate. So I I think I got my offer when I was probably 19, I think. So I stumbled across um, this Ignite program, actually. So it's basically a way to get women into tech. Um, and so it's an interesting thing. So even after university, you don't entirely have the skills to be able to go into tech, right? Yeah. So this program was kind of designed for young people to get into tech um, and fill that gap in the market. So I, I was very, very blessed to stumble upon, upon that program and really I was presented with that opportunity in a really interesting way. And um, I think even during that transition, it was interesting because I wasn't sure if I was entirely skilled enough to be working in tech yet because I'm like, I'm 19. There's no way they want to hire me. Like, what is this? But I think the thing that kind of like differentiated between me and some other young people was that I could understand tech and translate it into something that other clients can understand. So filling that gap in that market as well, like you don't have to be a hardcore developer. You you can just be someone that understands technological yeah. language and you can fill that gap. So learning that, you don't learn that in university. You kind of learn that through your own experiences. And I learned that through that recruitment program. Um, so I was like, oh, I was super nervous about even applying because I was like, I don't think I can do it. Like, I don't think I have it in me. But um, I think I got selected pretty quickly because of that. Um, and I think it's okay to realize that you don't know it all when you're going into applying into these programs, grad programs, or whatever it is. Um, you don't know it all. They teach you, but you have to be open to it. Yeah. It still blows my mind that you're still, like, only 20. Like, yeah. that's insane. I forget my age almost every single day, but I don't think age needs to be a factor when yeah. going and deciding what you want to do with your career. Mm-hmm. Um like tech in itself is super diverse so having diverse ages as well is also quite important because you bring an entirely different perspective compared to someone who's like 30 and he's been kind of at it in the industry for a while um my perspective is completely different to my work dads (laughs) (laughs) we love that 
corporate dads. Yeah, <laughs> we love the corporate dads, honestly. <laughs> um, so tell us a bit more about the Ignite program. Like, what is it? How, how do young people get into that program? Yeah, so it's kind of like, actually, it's not just like the company that I work for that has mm-hmm. these kinds of programs, right? So companies do have these programs, but you don't really see them. Young people don't realize that they can apply to these programs, mm-hmm. but a lot of corporates do have um programs such as this and maybe they're in the form of like a grad program or even an internship that are focused on filling those gaps um and so i just stumbled across it by um have some connections in university actually Mm -hmm. so girl boss is also something that was really passionate about in university Mm -hmm. and so i kind of gained more perspective into these programs through that opportunity um but yeah i think it's just about exploring and being open to it especially if you're a woman in tech because um, you don't realize how much is out there because it's yeah. not really marketed as much as the other programs, yeah. which is an interesting concept in itself. Um, so you stumbled yeah. upon this through just networking. Networking. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very heavily networking. So on that, um, Amandeep and I both obviously work in the banking industry and we don't know a whole lot about what it's like working in tech. Um, so what would the average day look like for you, for your role right now? So my role at the moment is I'm a functional tech consultant um, and so I'm a functional tech consultant in, in relation to Salesforce, which is like similar to Microsoft, um, right? So it's about, it's like a product, I guess. So we, we help our clients solve their business problems using these platforms. Mm-hmm. So I'm specifically focused on something such as Salesforce, but I can also diverge into other things in my role. Um, so it's a very dynamic role, I guess mm. you can say. And it's also quite a junior role, which means I have the luxury of exploring um, and learning more within tech because tech is huge. Tech is huge. Like, there's so much to learn. Um, so my day-to-day would probably be no days the same, actually, to be honest. Uh, I kind of dabble in some finance work in relation to tech. I have dabbled in some cybersecurity work in my role. Um, it's a pretty flexible role, but in the next year or so, I actually plan on refining my role a little bit more and discovering what I want to specialize in within tech. So I guess my role has that luxury of me being able to explore and refine. Yeah. Um, and with that, I actually have set some goals to do some technology certifications, which is like accredited. Uh, okay in the industry which I think you don't have to have a job to do those um and university doesn't tell you about those tech credit um credentials you can actually apply for because clients value those certifications so Mm -hmm. you can very much go ahead and do Microsoft certifications as you're a student or a Salesforce certification or I don't know AWS there's so much out there um but if you just kind of look into it a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. it, it really benefits your career. Um, and I have the luxury of doing that at work. So Yeah, I love how you mentioned that you get so much freedom because I think that's the perks about, that's one of the perks of having one of a junior role because you, you get a lot of freedom with what you can do with your time. Yeah, exactly. Um, of course, you have to be kind of careful as to like what you want to spend your time doing because it's so flexible that you can kind of be like oh wait I'm not actually getting much done right so I think being in this role really utilizing your time to like figure out what you want to 
kind of progressing mm-hmm. is going to be really helpful for yeah. anyone going into a junior role, like an analyst role exactly. or junior developer or like anything like that. Um, use that time to figure yeah. it out. You know? It's such a good experience though. Yeah. yeah. So on that, do you have like a development plan or kind of goals in place for where you want to be, say in a year's time or are you kind of just each day as it comes and picking up on these like different experiences? So I don't like five-year plans, but a one-year, <laughs> two-year plan, a one-year, two-year plan is perfect for me. Um, so I'm actually a uni student as well, right? So I have to consider that kind of context. So my corporate career development is kind of delayed with my double life that I'm living. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm flexible as to what kind of goals I achieve in a year or two's time, because I have to consider the fact that university is kind of something that occupies my time too um but in saying so i do have those corporate goals in place so one of those is being the tech certifications right so yeah. i do have like those plans to like really get those under my belt because that allows me to work with more clients in the tech industry mm-hmm. um and tech has changed where it's like you don't have to be working in an office every day and so it means like these certifications, I can actually travel a lot more too. So one of my goals is also to travel and get experience with clients. Um, and to do that, I kind of want to get those certifications. Um, and aside from that, I think I actually want to explore a little bit more into cyber. Um, right. So in the, in the role I'm in at the moment, I have a secondary team called um, the cyber team. And so my Salesforce team is like my home team and then secondary team is cybersecurity and then also human-centered design. So imagine that kind of combo and I kind of just want to specialize in that really heavily over the next year or two. Um, Cybersecurity is really interesting at the moment, especially in Australasia, um, where it's like number one business threat is basically cyber threats. We all know that. Um, so learning the skills and the certifications in cyber as well. So picking those kinds of things up, I kind of want to strategically play my time where it's like I become more certified in the cyber Salesforce and human centered design space. Um, but that's like a slow kind of thing that I'm working towards. Like you can't get that overnight at all. But yeah. And all of the skills are somewhat transferable as well. Very transferable. So Yeah especially cyber, like you can apply that to any kind of job, any kind of role, any business. Um, Human-centered design is also the future of tech, I mm-hmm. would say, because it's coming through from like a user perspective. Mm. So if you're putting like the a user, putting the, the customer at the center of everything, which is kind of what most businesses should be about. That's and that's where tech enables well. that. So that's what excites me the most is like <laughs> tech enables that to happen. But you kind of need that understanding in the first place. Mm. Yeah. Moving on, Bisma, um, you've been in the industry for, is it two years in this tech space? Yeah, give or take, like on and off, I would yeah. say, but yeah. Um, from your experience, what opportunities are there for young people wanting to progress in tech? Yeah, so I would say um, to progress in tech at an early stage in your career, I feel like you just have to be very open to learning. That's kind of what recruiters look for the most. Like, Obviously, it depends on what you actually want to go into. Like, if you wanted to be a developer, you kind of need to be kind of a little bit more keen to learn those skills and kind of show that you've kind of pursued that kind of stuff on your own. But if you're more general, more of a generalist in tech, Mm -hmm. I think being open to learning and figuring out 
how you can play like divergent tech in the first place is going to be mm-hmm. quite interesting. There's a big boom at the moment in New Zealand um, with Amazon coming in in uh, Auckland. So there's a tech hub being built in Auckland, right? And there's more opportunities with Auckland, Wellington and Christchurch that are all going to interlap. There's a bunch of um, investors coming overseas as well that kind of grasping that opportunity. So you don't actually need the corporate itself is kind of changing mm-hmm. the landscape of corporate tech corporate is changing in new zealand mm-hmm. and being a woman in tech that's actually really interesting because now more than ever networking is really gonna yeah. boost your career i would say networking is the number one thing you need to focus on in your early years because you don't know it all yeah. so networking your way into finding people that can support your journey surrounding yourself with people that advocate on your behalf is also really important um, because as a young person, you always get like nervous about, mm. oh, I don't know enough. So having people yeah. around you to like push you. Yeah, to do, give you that confidence. Do, yeah, you know, like, yeah. it's okay. Do it. <laughs> Come on, you can do this. Um, that's really important, I would say. Yeah, I love the piece that you said about networking because we're also very big on networking, Nicole yeah. and I. That's the thing. It's that's so helpful, <laughs> like, to figure out where you want to go and just, yeah, have that support network around you. Mm. A hundred percent. I don't think I've ever gotten a job mm, through yes. just like giving my CV and being like, hey, check me out. Yeah. No, for me, it's always been like the conversations mm-hmm. lead to those opportunities exactly. rather than like me going straight into an opportunity. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, it, I feel like it's also quite hard, woman of color in tech. Mm-hmm. So having those conversations and like bringing, being more open to like learning yeah. And being more transparent about that to the yeah. people you're like talking to is really, really helpful. We so, so that's agree all to that. Yeah, we agree. We agree with what you said yeah. because uh, one of our best highlights have come from you know just networking with people. Like the opportunities that we didn't know were there have come from networking, not through just handing out our CVs. Exactly. That's exactly it. And touching up on the point, like you just mentioned about females in tech. Have you faced any challenges or barriers as a female of color in tech as well? I guess so. I think it's more so around the perception that people have when you first come in. This is more of a general thing over the past few years that I've noticed, not specifically in the role I'm in at the moment. It's just like I've noticed that you're, you have to pr- prove yourself a little more to be taken like, like seriously or even like to the same level that maybe some other people are. Um, So I think that just comes from being like a woman of color and a woman of tech in the office. It's just like people just underestimate you a lot more. And so you end up having to work a little bit more initially to kind of not gain that trust, but just to come across as being a little bit more of the same skill level. Um, You feel like you have to prove yourself. Yeah, you have to kind of prove yourself. But then again, that's kind for me personally, I find that really exciting. Where it's like, oh, yeah, this is something that I can, like, I feel like I've earned it, but I know that it shouldn't really be that the case. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I think I had a coaching partner talk to me and was like, it's interesting because the interviews that come in from women versus men is quite different, where it's like the women end up being a lot more humble and like playing themselves down in an interview, whereas the men really talk about like, 
the titles <laughs> and like the experience. I like go hardcore into like, you know, you should hire yeah. me. Like, I, you know, women tend to play themselves down. Yeah. And I do find myself doing that without realizing. So I think in the role right now, I've learned a lot from that where I'm more okay with talking about my experiences, not like in like a ego kind of way. It's more like you can still be humble and still get across like your experience and like really talk about mm. what you have to offer. Cause not enough people in New Zealand in itself really yeah, yeah. So have true. the confidence we... to talk about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. So really being like, oh yes, yes. No, this yeah. is something I've done. And this is something I want to work on. Just playing your words a bit differently um, is probably a really good skill. Yeah, I think people in New Zealand, we definitely do tend to <laughs> yeah, downplay ourselves a lot. Yeah. yeah. Compared to yeah. what they do in America. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, um, Americans really know how to sell themselves. Exactly. No, this is exactly what I yeah. mean. But I just think across the board, women in tech, be open to sharing what you do. And yeah. like, you don't always have to play it down. Yeah. I think. You really don't because recruiters are open for you to like really diverge and yeah. being like confident and talk about what you have to offer because that's what they're after. Yeah. We yeah. love don't that. Let the, don't let the men just take all the, <laughs> all the, I don't know, fame well, in the interview, especially. Yeah. We love that, especially coming from a 20 year old. We love seeing a confident 20 year old who's <laughs> ready to take on this tech world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and just from your perspective, what changes would you like to see in the industry, the tech industry? I would personally say there's a bit too much. There's a lot of opportunities to diverge into tech, but there's not enough funding going into like marketing those kinds of initiatives. Right. Young people don't even know that that's a thing. Yeah. I didn't even know. And I was studying in tech. You know what I mean? Like, I think <laughs> I think in my very initial interviews, like when I was just kind of catching up with some people and like looking to mm. see if I wanted to work in corporate, um, one of the things I said to a director actually was like, you know, you guys' marketing just ain't it. Like <laughs> I, I only saw this on LinkedIn. I don't see this anywhere else. Like We love an honest queen. You know, like, <laughs> and they loved it. They actually really enjoyed that and they're actually implementing these things. So they're very open to like changing their marketing strategies to like get like young people want to take not just women but heavily women as well but just young people as a whole don't realize what's out there until they go to uni but even in uni don't even realize yeah. that it's there because unless you have a linkedin account yeah. it's like what how and that's where networking gives networking. you the advantage yeah. yes yes ma'am networking. <laughs> <laughs> um and just on what you said about like funding there's people not knowing about these opportunities do you think that's the reason why we get less interest from females wanting to enter tech? I think the less interest from females actually comes back to the point that I was going to before. We don't have enough confidence to apply to these roles because we believe, right. we genuinely believe that we're not qualified enough to deserve a role like this. And I feel like even when I was applying, it's a, like the Ignite program, which was just like a little channel Entry to role. get into. Thing. Yeah. I felt like, I was like, no, I don't deserve this. Like what? Like in a sub like subconscious level, right? So I had to get someone someone actually had to push me to like apply. Like even though I have like a CV to back myself yeah, up, I was it's just say. like it's just like I, I felt I was like surprised that I felt that way. Mm. Um Like you have such an amazing C V to back yourself. Yeah, but I think it's just like the confident confidence itself. So that's why putting more funding into just empowering 
women, young people, to apply to these roles and being open to, like, just take that first step is yeah. super important. We can't wait to see what you do in this tech space. Yeah. And I mean, one of the things I want to do is, like, empower young people to even just take a chance on tech. Mm. Like, tech sounds so intimidating. Like, oh, I work in tech. Mm. Bro, bro, it's chill. It's <laughs> so chill. Like, take it easy. Just apply, take a chance, and just yeah. move forward. So you've talked quite a lot about networking. For our listeners who are interested in joining tech, what groups or networks would you recommend they look into joining? So across New Zealand, if you're a woman in tech, I would definitely go Girl Boss and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, but even my own kind of social enterprise that I'm running, Sisterhood A and Z, that's kind of what we're kind of diverging into a little bit more. So we're doing a lot more collaboration development opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. In partnership with these brands. So there's She Sharp, which is a beautiful um, company that gets women's women into um, jobs. Um, Girlboss is also quite similar. They recruit young people and empower them to be able to apply to high paying tech jobs. Um, and then there's a bunch of other um, smaller organizations as well. This is more so centered on women in tech. So Authenticity Aotearoa, which is focused on like women in color initiatives. And most of their leadership team is run by um, women leaders in tech. Um, so that's also a networking opportunity as well. They have a bunch of conferences and stuff coming up. Um, and so we're working in partnership with all of these companies and stuff. Um, but even just like exec roles in university is like an easy stepping stone to figure out like what's out there because at the end of the day, like the number one place where recruiters go is universities. Um, so even just the most, the easiest way to have a look is probably university clubs. Mm-hmm. And specifically the ones that focus on tech and get you exposure into the tech industry is kind of what I'm talking about. And that's going to be different for every university. Um, for you away, like me and you, Chiasma, that's, that's one thing, for example. But there's so much out there. Um, again, don't rely on online social media campaigns. They're just not, they just don't give enough exposure. Get out there in person. Um, have those conversations. Be confident in who you are. Maybe just practice an intro. Bring a buddy. Um, and just get out there yeah Yeah. I think it can be so scary like the first time you go out and try and like meet someone in person or do networking in person but once you've done it once it becomes so much easier yeah and I loved how you touched up um, on the university side we want to hear more about the people that are already working what are opportunities for them to reach out I would actually say even there's a bunch of like corporate events that are very much you only learn about as you talk to people Mm. maybe in the office or like when you go to like as soon as you kind of go to these events you kind of know about the other events out there because it's almost like a little cult you know what I mean you're kind of like the tech is kind of a little bit of a cult right you're like diverging into it yeah and so the private events or like the tech events they're also kind of a bit culty and yeah. don't be scared to diverge, like really just hit them up and just yeah. go, just get out there because it will open up other doors. Now we're introducing our rapid fire round. Bisma, we'll be asking you three questions and answer them with whatever comes to your mind first. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, cool. <laughs> so if you could 
If you could wear one type of clothing every day, what would it be? Ooh, oh, that's so hard. Okay, I would probably say, if it isn't for corporate though, or just anything. In life. In life? Yeah. That's hard. Okay, in first year, I had this obsession with jumpsuits. And yeah. so every single day I wore a jumpsuit, A, because it was easy, um, and I didn't have to think too much about it, and B, because like some jumpsuits just look bomb as so probably in this moment i'm kind of going back to a jumpsuit okay. so i would say a jumpsuit with a nice blazer hits different like it hits different okay if you won 10 million dollars today what would you do with it i would invest into property okay a hundred percent i would invest into property and social enterprises in new zealand mm-hmm. and then empower young people to create their own change and make their own businesses if you could take a one-way flight anywhere in the world, where would you go? That is so hard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a one-way flight. I, um, I'm a European summer. I feel like that's probably just TikTok influencing me in this current. Yeah, I feel that at the moment as moment. well. Um, <laughs> six months later, I'm going to be obsessed with something else. I guarantee you. Um, but probably a European summer, like right now. I really want to do that. Nice. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode, Bisma. And um, we loved your energy and your excitement. Um, and it was really great hearing about your experience entering your career in tech. A lot of our listeners will probably already be following you on your social media. Um, but for those who aren't, where can they find you? Yeah, well, thank you for having me, first of all. It was <laughs> lovely catching up with you guys. Um, you guys can follow me on LinkedIn, if you like. So Bisma Mahmood. Or you can follow me on TikTok. I do a bunch of TikTok vlogs that can give you a lot of insight into my life and tech in, its, in itself. Um, so that's also bisma.mamood. And then Instagram, bisma.mamood. I've got YouTube and I will be posting on there later on in this year to give more insight into tech, actually. Um, so yeah, just catch me everywhere, anywhere. And I'm pretty easy to talk to. So just flick me a message and... I'm very keen to get some conversations going, so. Thank you so much for joining us for season one. We have so much planned for season two and we can't wait to share it with you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Share with us on Instagram which tip you're going to take away. Disclaimer, the content in this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram, She Takes On Corporate.